This program is brought to you by the Scripps College of Communication, which is comprised of five schools, each offering a variety of majors and programs for students who want to pursue communication-related careers. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. Welcome to Spectrum. Spectrum features conversations with an eclectic group of people. Some are famous and some aren't, but the common thread is that they all have captivating stories. Today we're talking with Glenn Delgado, Associate Administrator of the Office of Small Business Programs at NASA. And we're talking about the opportunities for small businesses across the country to contract with NASA or one of its prime suppliers. Over one-third of NASA's procurements each year are supplied by small businesses. And now, NASA officials are traveling across the country visiting with small business owners to help make that figure climb even higher. Glenn, I know that uh, you're uh, having a session here at Ohio University, but these are um, symbolic of what you do around the country. Talk about these reaching high and the efforts of NASA to reach out to small business. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Um, what we've been doing at NASA, I've been you know, associate administrator there for 12 years, and routinely we've gone around the centers. You know, NASA has the 10 centers across the country, and we've harvested the land around the centers too often, is my opinion. So we decided that we're going to go to places that NASA doesn't have a presence at. So we've been looking for places um, that we can team with the local PTAX, the Chamber of Commerce, Small Business Development Centers. And so far, over the last two years or so, we've been up in like Walter, Massachusetts, Seattle, Washington, Denver, Colorado, uh, Las Vegas, and Chicago. And now we're here in Athens. And what we're trying to do is provide opportunities for small businesses to, one, understand how to do business with the federal government, more importantly, how to do business with NASA, because of the things that we're going to teach them would be universal across all federal agencies. But, of course, I'm a little selfish. I'd rather them do business with NASA because that's what I'm looking for, is to find small businesses that are kind of high-tech because our mission is pretty high tech where you know, we go into the moon and Mars, you know, a little different than some of the DOD missions that we have. So what we're trying to do is to give them the knowledge and understanding how to do the research properly and how to find their niche in what NASA, what NASA buys and give them the opportunity to oh, come do business with us is what it boils down to. It, it seems like, and this is a terrible analogy, but it's mm -hmm. sort of like uh, matchmaking. <laughs> uh, well, actually, the, the next day on Wednesday, that's exactly what we're going to be doing is matchmaking. So not only us, you know, as far as I have like probably six or seven of the centers that are represent, you know, represent NASA here, and also our large prime contractors who do a lot of our business. Because if you think about it, there's not a whole lot of small businesses that build rockets, you know, and components like the International Space Station. So we depend a lot on our large primes to work with small business. So we have probably, I think, six or seven, eight large primes here with us that teach you, actually, about eight large primes with yeah. us that uh, will also teach the small businesses how to do business with them 
if you look at the big picture of NASA, uh, our total spend annually you know, fluctuates between 14 and $16 billion a year, depending on what the appropriation is. And of that, we directly, meaning NASA, um, award contracts to small business about $2.7 billion. And then our large prime partners, uh, I'm not going to name specifics because I'll lose somebody sure. out. <laughs> sure, always. But um, they do another $2.5, $2.8 billion. So we're about $5.5 billion annually to small businesses. And to me, that's a large piece of change that uh, is available for small businesses if they understand how to properly market NASA and how to properly market the other uh, large primes that do business with us. That's about uh, roughly a third of your spending. That's Correct. That's significant yeah. and, and higher than the small business average with other elements of the federal government. I, have, I still say I have the best team in small, of small <laughs> business specialists in the federal government. Because the, the other part's about 23 percent right. uh, roughly, so, so you're far exceeding that. Well, it's because we do a lot of innovative things. We like, for instance, doing these uh, technology roadshows and stuff. We make it our point to – uh, go out and teach small businesses how to do business with us. Um, not Nothing against the rest of my colleagues in the federal government. Sure, you know, sure, I meet sure, with them sure. all the time. But we have a lot of innovative things such as uh, Miss um, Kalisa walking around here. She uh, developed a small business app that we have out there where we broadcast and put out a lot of information that a lot of our uh, comrades don't do. Uh, matter of fact, I did a presentation about two weeks ago to all of them. We all meet once a month, and I did a demonstration of our app, and they're all looking at me like, uh, uh, you know, why come we can't do that? And one of the things that we normally do is we put on our app is every one of our reoccurring buys, because if you look at any feral agency, usually about uh, say 60 to 70 percent of the money that they spend is spent on stuff that they've already purchased a while ago and our acquisition cycles you know somewhere between 18 and 24 months from the time that we have the requirement so we can rebuy it right. so we make everybody aware of when these contracts are going to end about two years in advance so they can do their homework up front and they can build their teams get their proposal ready because if they wait until the proposal comes out on the street it's already too late. Everybody else has got their stuff together. So we're one of the only federal agencies that provides this kind of information. And we, uh, on almost every type of contract we have, we've covered probably about 70, 80 percent of our contracts that are currently ongoing. We provide that kind of information. We give them the contract numbers. We give them who the incumbent is, how we brought it previously, if we did a small business set aside, <clears throat> excuse me, or if it was a full and open competition. Um, we give them every bit of data that we can legally give them so that they can properly learn how to do their homework and go after that procurement. So transparency is part of your mission to uh, spread the word yeah. and and to uh, invite more competition for uh, the contracts. Is that, yeah. is that? That's a very accurate way of saying it. Uh, very good way of putting it. You know, and then we also do a lot of education. Um, we are probably one of the only ones that do webinars and podcasts on very important topics to small businesses. I um, saw that in, in your uh, information on your website. Uh, mm -hmm. People could do webinars and podcasts in, in anticipation of the conference that you're here yes. about. Yes. Um, let's say, we're, I, again, not to brag on my team, but we have the, the best team in small business. We think outside the box, and I'm just very grateful that NASA senior management is 
allowed us and given us the reins and you know the funding basically to do all these things and you can see that we're getting a good return on our investment this region is uh, sort of conditioned in, in a way with Wright-Patterson Air Force Base being in Close. Dayton, Ohio, and the, I think it's still the largest Air Force Base in, mm-hmm. in, in the country. Uh, and they rely so much on small businesses for various parts and various acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you already have fertile ground. Which is good. And see, so we don't have to do, as I won't say, as much education because a lot of them know how to do work with DOD already. We are a little different, just like every agency is a little different. Um, but we want to teach them the nuances of dealing with us, basically. But you can probably take 90% of what they're going to learn tomorrow and Wednesday and apply it to any federal agency because it's all basically the same with little niches between each federal agency. You're talking about the Department of Defense and NASA and all the others, and there's also the Small Business Administration. administration. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me, maybe I'm mistaken, that in the past, various aspects of federal government were far more siloed than they are now. There seems to be more cross-fertilization uh, uh, among agencies and, for example, the Small Business yeah. a- Administration. Um, that's pretty much true. I've been doing small business since uh, about 1997. So I've been. Oh, you're a veteran. I, I've been in here for a couple of days, and before that, for like 15, 20 years, I was a contracting officer. So sure. I, I've learned a little bit on how it goes, and I think that's a good perception that we are breaking down some of the silos and learning how to play better in the sandbox, as I call it. Um, before, I know uh, all of my counterparts at like a DHS, HHS, agriculture, we all meet monthly to talk about common problems on how we can deal with them on a unified front instead of each one of us picking our own fights and battles because uh, as we say there's unity in numbers so and more strength in numbers than each one of us going down one at a time so it's it's it makes it a lot easier and also the change at the SBA I've noticed over the last five to seven years has been pretty remarkable also. They're, they've had some good leaders that have since left, but um, they, they put the ground down pretty well that um, they, can, they make it a lot easier for us to do our jobs. So help me out now for somebody out there in the audience listening. Not only uh, if they go to one of your uh, meetings, the Reaching High Aerospace Business Matchmaker that you're doing here at Ohio University, but if they go someplace else, uh, they not only get the NASA perspective, but they get the people who supply NASA uh, on, on a regular basis. And people think, well, I, I might not be able to contract with NASA, but I might be able to contract with somebody who supplies NASA. Is is that what the approach you're trying to get? And that's exactly what we're trying to do. Because um, to be honest with you, most small businesses, I won't say aren't capable, aren't we'll just say aren't ready to do business with the federal government. And it's, you know, sometimes it's just hard. I mean, dealing sure. with the government is very hard. <laughs> 
Um, and it's always better to be a subcontractor sometimes because that way you can learn. And a lot of times we have like a, a mentor-protege program where our large primes help the small businesses get ready to do business while they're doing work for them. And then that way they can build up their past performance because that's one thing the government judges them on is how was their past performance. And if they don't have any, kind of hard to have that. But they can achieve that by working with their large primes that we do business with now. And you, the way it's set up in the federal government, if there's a contract that the government awards over, I think it's $700,000, the large prime contractor that gets it has to do a subcontracting plan. So they have to tell us how much of that money they're going to sub out to small businesses. And that's across all the different categories of women-owned, veteran, you know, hub zone, all the, the, the array of small businesses that are out there. And then we really, I won't say, well, I'll say enforce it, we really enforce that they adhere to their word because they give us a subcontracting, a subcontracting plan. We look at it. We actually have to approve it in advance. And then over the length of the contract, which is usually about a five-year span of the contract, we monitor it every year, and they have to report twice a year on how they're doing. And if they're not doing well, we make them know that they're not doing well. So that, that continual monitoring mm -hmm. uh, enhances the performance and enhances their ability to get other contracts, Yes, I assume. Yep, if exactly. They're, if they're following the, the, rules. the, the course properly and, and following the rules. Yeah, because we do judge them also on past performance, and one of the things we rate them on is how well did they support small business. So we look at that very carefully on their follow-on contracts. But I can honestly say, you know, in the 12 years I've been here, most of our large primes, we don't have to enforce it. They are actually willing participants. We have uh, like a small business council at every one of our centers where the small, our center small business person really works with all of the large primes that support that center. And it's more of a teaming than it is an adversarial relationship. You know, um, and that's how a lot of them are here today, and they support a lot of our other events because they don't look at it as something they have to do. It's something that we're building synergy on right. and trying to get it done. So I'm very happy and proud of most of our large primes and uh, the way that we work with them pretty much. Almost every uh, major university, this one included, and others, and, and certainly in urban areas, were seeing a lot of innovation centers, we're seeing a lot of business incubators, yeah. incubators mm -hmm. uh, maker spaces, and, and uh, the like. Uh, how does your program fit in with some of that? Uh, to be honest with you, those are more the small business development centers, fertile ground, but we do work with them and also the PTACs and the Chamber of Commerce, stuff like that. We so you keep an eye out for exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> for future use. Exactly. Because right now, this is just my humble opinion, they're kind of neophytes. And sure. They're really not ready to get into the battle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so into the fray of doing it. So um, we do also get into what's called our SBIR and STTR programs, which is uh, now break down the I am going break to do down that, the initials, <laughs> which is the Small Business Innovative Research Program and our Small Business Technology Transfer Program. Okay. Um, they're not actually run out of my office; they're actually run over out of our Space Technology Mission Directorate. But what they do is they put out solicitations of what they they go out to the public and they say these are the topics that we're interested in. Um, and we're asking any small businesses that can 
work on these kind of topics to come give us a paper. And there's actually like three phases of them. There's phase one, phase two, and phase three of um, the solicitation. So like the phase one is just a, a paper. You asked us to do something on, we'll say, a microwave out in space. And they say, okay, we can actually do this. And this is where they're coming out of these incubators. This is what we can do. And then this phase two is like, okay, you got to produce a prototype of it. And then phase three is where you have to say, this is what can go into commercialization, is what it looks like. And that's under the SBIR, Small Business Innovative Research Program. Then under the STTR program, it's pretty much the same thing, except they have to work with a university to do it. So they have a university aspect of it, so that they have the academic and the commercialization at the same time. So I'm, I'm getting the impression that that's looking to the future. Correct. That, that's, that's sort of planting the seeds and, mm-hmm. and uh, fertilizing uh, new business propositions exactly. for, for the future well, to meet your needs. And that's exactly it. We know where we want to go five exactly. ten years from now, but we know the technology is not ready yet. So we try to find people that have the thoughts that can do it, and then we try to get them planted, fertilized, and the crop growing, and then harvest it. And, that's and, exactly and your relationship doing. with the universities, I'm sure, is critical to, oh, to major to, league. Yes, to, to that. And universities are used to doing that, that kind of, of work, exactly. that kind of research, and that kind of transfer. And and that's why we have the two separate programs: one straight commercialization, and the other one's in integrating the universities in it. So, and that's why they're different. We'll be back after this message. The Scripps College of Communication at Ohio University seeks to not only educate its students about today's communication industry, but to produce innovative leaders. These leaders will shape the future of communication and its methods of delivery in a rapidly changing technological landscape. Scripps provides leadership in communication by preparing students to be effective and responsible communicators in a global society and by advancing the field through creative activity and research on communication concepts, issues, and problems. The Scripps College of Communication fosters multicultural awareness within a diverse community. It strives to create a climate of civility where leadership and innovation are prized and responsibility and accountability are understood. The college values curriculum, research, and creative activity that provides benefits to people regionally, nationally, and globally. You can learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. The program that you're doing, and again, trying to match small businesses with either prime contractors or NASA directly, how do you address minority businesses and to keep diversity uh, primary in in what you do? Well, uh, interesting question. Um, 
in my eyes, I look at small business as small business, and then there are separate categories of them, and there are certain advantages, uh, well, I won't say advantages, but different programs that support each one of them. So the main one for the small disadvantaged business programs and minority businesses is called an SBA program called the 8A program, which they nurture small business, basically, that's a minority-owned um, small business. They put them in a program that's a nine-year program, and they're allowed, which is actually very advantageous to NASA, they allow that company to get set of non-competitive contracts up to, I think it's like 3.5, 4000000 million nowadays. Yeah, it used to be 3.5, but up to $4 million um, at a time that's non-competitive and it cannot be protested as long as it's in their core function. And right. it gives them a chance to, to grow and to get it done. But over the nine-year period, they have to balance their portfolio. They can't be 100% government contracts. So around year three, four, five, they have to start bringing in commercial work into it so they're not totally reliant on the federal government dollar. Um, the other programs that are out there are like for women-owned small businesses where we can do some set-asides for them also. And then there's the hub zones, which are like for uh, historically underutilized business areas. So if there's like the Rust Belt areas where there's low income. I was going to say, you're sitting right <laughs> in the exactly. middle of a, a huge <laughs> Rust Belt state. Exactly. And that's exactly why we're here, believe it or not. Our associate administrator at one point said, why aren't you going to the Rust Belt? And here we are. Um, yeah. So, and that's exactly why we picked this town to come to. Um, then the other ones are service-disabled veteran and veteran-owned small businesses. So each one has their own little niche, um, special rules and special laws. And one of our biggest issues, or not even issues, is training our acquisition workforce, our contracting workforce, to understand the nuances of each of these programs and how these programs can help them um, get their procurements done in a timely fashion and, and less amount, least amount of hassle. So, so you're addressing them as saying, here are your options, sort of here's the buffet table exactly. uh, that you can pick and choose from to get what you need Which, done exactly. and, and here are the possibilities for you to, to do that. And a lot of them don't even know there is a buffet table. Right. So, well, uh, sure. And that's the key is we try to get them educated. So, And then on top of it, you have to make sure your senior management's uh, supportive, you know, because a lot of people already have, you know, I won't say who they think they really can do the job. I'd much rather have Lockheed do it because I know Lockheed can do it. Sure. Guess what? I got a small business that can do the same thing. So, but the issues, you know, they're like, you know, if Lockheed failed, eh, maybe the requirement was too hard. But if a small business fails, eh, they couldn't do it. We should have went to Lockheed the first time. Yeah. So I have to deal with all sorts of issues that are, you know, I have a wide array of things that I have to deal with. You mentioned coming to the Rust Belt, and, and I, I think you get a twofer coming to Athens, Ohio, because you get the Rust Belt and you get Appalachia <laughs> together. Uh, are your program, or at least your outreach, is it targeted uh, geographically like places that are uh, really suffering economically like the um. – Detroit well, region and other regions. Do you pinpoint that way? Well, we're working on that. Um, to be honest with you, I gave my outreach person the tasker, 
and she comes back to me and says, this is where I found, because she tries to work with the local PTACs and the local small sure. business development centers. So she sends out a broadcast, and whoever responds back, to, hey, we're interested in doing this with you. So that's why we were out in Chicago earlier this year, I think in April time frame, because they were really active in it. Um, you guys are doing really well, I mean, because you're pulling in the PTAC, so those who don't know what a PTAC is, it's a Procurement Technical Assistance Center. Um, we have people from Kentucky, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, PTACs all helping getting this one together. So whoever can give us the biggest bang for the buck, and right now you guys were the one on the schedule. As I said before, we've been to, you know, everywhere from Seattle to Boston. But it sounds like you're Nevada. hitting um, uh, intermediate size communities well, and, yeah. and cities as opposed to it, it, New York, it, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta. Yeah. Uh. Well, to me, I'm trying to find people that are anxious to do the work also and, sure. and people that have the skills. You know, we did an analysis of, you know, what types of businesses are here, and they kind of match what we're looking for because we're definitely looking for people that can do a lot of machine shopping stuff, uh, engineering technology, because that's where we have to go in the uh, – <laughs> in the future. So um, we, she ties all of that together. She comes and gives me a couple of proposals because, to be honest with you, it's not cheap for me to bring a lot of our people here. No. <laughs> we're bringing a lot of – Looking at the program, <laughs> looks like you brought half of NASA <laughs> exactly. with you. So we have to bring our technical people because, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time, you know, I'm an MBA kind of guy. I got my master's in business administration. When I talk to the technical people that come in, the small businesses that are technical, I mean, my eyes are low and going, Ugh. So we have to bring our technical people that can talk geek talk, de- geek talk to geek talk. Because yeah. if they're talking to me, I'm like, you're wasting your dime. So I got to find out what their niche is and try to make sure I bring somebody that can talk to them and really understand, oh, yeah, that is something that we're looking for in the future, or this is something that we need on this current program. Because I'll be honest with you, I can't judge that. So when I travel, we have to travel with our tech people. We got to travel with our small business specialists. We even bring our contracting people with us so that they understand what's going on and they can see the bigger picture of how to do business with the government. So if somebody is listening out there any place across the country and they're going i got a small business this is something that might interest me what questions should they be asking themselves before they step up to the plate and see see whether this is something for them well, technically, we have a couple of the, our webinars and podcasts that teach you how to get ready to do business with with the federal government. So maybe going to that that site and mm-hmm. to, to your website and looking at that would give okay. them a good idea. idea. And well, also if you want to do business with us, especially yes, go to our website, which is very simple: uh, www.osbp.nasa.gov, and you'll get tons of great information. Matter of fact, our website has been praised as one of the best in the federal government as far as helping small businesses. But and many federal government websites are not, not friendly. user friendly. So no, that's a that big right. compliment. Yeah, we, that's a big we're, compliment. we're doing really well as far as that's concerned. But also, if they just go to the, the small business development centers and the small in the PTACs, procurement technical assistance centers, 
they're the ones who actually get you ready to get into the ring because if not you're going to be stepping in the ring with roberto duran and you're going to get knocked out okay yeah. and you're going to get discouraged but if you have an idea of how to do it properly and that's what we're trying to teach you a little bit tomorrow because like for instance nasa we have 10 sites we have science we have um aerospace we have research centers and they all buy different things so if you go to a research center saying oh i want to buy a rocket they're gonna like you're nuts so you have to learn how to do your homework by looking at the next codes of what's being purchased at that center and making sure that it matches what you sell and then the whole key is and this is true across the federal government go see the small business specialists at that site because they're the ones who know the people that have the money, know the people who have the requirements, and they're the ones who can open the door for you. Because if you try to go around them, you're probably going to get kicked out the door. But if you have somebody on your side, and the whole key to everything in the federal government procurement market is relationships. Because just like walking down the street, you're not going to spend money with somebody you don't know. Okay, and it's not yeah. building a relationship overnight. It's going to take you 12, 15, 18 months of building a relationship so people trust you enough to do business with you. And your small business specialist at the center or whatever federal agency you're going to is the person you start that first step of building a relationship with because then they introduce you to the people that have the requirements. They teach you the people that have the money. They teach you who the people are that have the contract that are looking for somebody like you to help with that contract. And I assume perseverance is part of this as well. Exactly. Because if you don't succeed the first time around, you uh, chalk that up as a major learning experience, uh, experience and exactly. go back a second or third time See, and, uh, and tweak things uh, appropriately. Exactly. I can't even tell you how many times somebody I've met a year ago, a year and a half ago, and somebody come to me and say, oh, they need this. And I'll go, I know the exact person. And I call them up and they're able to do a bid and proposal and they get a job. I mean, it's, it, it's going to take you a year, 18 months. But again, and you, I don't know if you saw all of my slides for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I have in there, be persistent, but don't be a stalker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be really good. Hey. Just call every now and then, remind people. But the key is- Make sure that they know who you are, but- and Not don't so cross much the line. <laughs> <laughs> that they don't want to see exactly. you anymore. Exactly. And going to these outreach events and networking is the key to all of these things. When you're at these events, you meet people. Okay. And then you get comfortable. They get comfortable with yeah. you. And they just keep networking. Go to a couple of these a year and you'll be golden. And if people have uh, questions besides the small business uh, people that you mentioned, uh, they can go to the universities as well because exactly. the universities can help target them or uh, provide them an introduction, perhaps, or say, look, you're barking up the wrong tree with this. <laughs> exactly. You need to go a whole different route. See, and there's so many different federal agencies. NASA might not be the one for you. Okay, you know, we buy lots of onesies, twosies. So if you're a yeah. machine shop, you want to buy, go to DOD because they buy 3,000 at a time, 4,000 at a time. So right. you want to go match what you can do to the federal agency that buy, spends the money buying what you can sell. So it ends up a win-win for, for everybody. For everybody, exactly. Glenn, thank you so much for talking with us. I hope people out there uh, will listen and maybe you'll get more business. And I greatly appreciate that. That's my whole nature of my job and my team. I'm so proud of and hopefully we can get everything done and excuse all my allergies for the, my voice today. Not Thank a you. problem. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thanks. 
Today, we've been talking with Glenn Delgado, the Associate Administrator of the Office of Small Business Programs for NASA, about that agency's recruitment of small businesses for procurement needs. Spectrum is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our co-producer. I'm your host, Tom Hodson. Please subscribe to Spectrum at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or at NPR One. We welcome your feedback anytime, so please rate our podcast or review it, and you can do that through any of your podcast suppliers. If you have questions or comments about any of our podcasts, please direct them to me by email. You can do that at hodson at ohio.edu. That's Hodson, H-O-D-S-O-N, at ohio.edu.